Thanks for joining us today with another podcast from New Hope Church. We hope that you enjoy what we have for you today and find it encouraging and uplifting. If you ever want to learn more information about New Hope Church, please visit us online at myhope.life. We'd love to get to know you. Have a wonderful day and God bless. such a sweet, sweet presence here. Hallelujah, Jesus, I magnify you. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I worship you. Oh, you're worthy, Jesus. It's in these moments when God begins to move that we've got to hold still and allow God to touch and minister to us. God, we worship you. We magnify you. Hallelujah, oh Jesus, God, I worship you, Jesus. I'm so thankful to be gathered here today with people who believe in the name of Jesus. So thankful to feel his presence in this place. Hallelujah. If you were standing with us in worship, why don't you go ahead and have a seek? There's such a beautiful presence in this place today. And uh, as I was studying this week, I looked back and I realized that I am on lesson six of this series. And I absolutely love this series. There's just something about talking about Jesus that um, encourages me. I, I don't have to tell you about Jesus, but I get to tell you about Jesus. See, there's a difference in the mindset whenever we go, I don't have to go to church, but I get to go to church. You know, so many times there's people that are, that, that are negative towards the church, you know, the church is only about this, or the church is only about that, and, and, and we, we pick and we choose and we get upset. But I want to remind you that uh, we get to go to church. Look at this time that we've been in when it was, something was taken away from us. Um, and, and it was for the safety, and I understand all that, you know, whatever. But it was taken away. But just in this groups of ten, like, it's so exciting to be able to gather with like-minded believers, people that worship the name of Jesus, worship the King of kings and Lord of lords. So today, I am excited to take you to John chapter 14. I think it's John chapter 14. The reason why I said I think is because I've got other notes in there. There we go. It's John chapter 14. And we're going to be in John chapter 14 today. Um, that's where the majority of my scriptures are going to come from. But I want to just recap for a moment. So we've been doing this I Am series, and on Easter Sunday, we started with the statement that Jesus made, and we kind of went a little bit backwards. Um, but if you notice, like one of the other series that I did, everything, I read my scriptures backwards. Not literally backwards, but started with verse 10 and read 9, 8, 7, you know, something like that. So I don't know, like, it's just the way my brain works sometimes. So <laughs> you just have to live with it. 
Um, but so on Easter Sunday, we, we started um, with the declaration that Jesus made when he said, before Abraham was, I am, in John 8, 58. And it declared his deity that he had. And so then we began to look at the, uh, the statement that Jesus made, I am the bread of life, in John 6, 35. And then we looked at, I am the light of the world, in John 8, 12. And then we have, I am the door, and I am the good shepherd, in John chapter 10, verses 7 and 11. And over these past few weeks, we have been studying the I am statements of Jesus, and I'm excited about the one, oh, and I can't forget last week was, last week was one of my favorite statements, I am the resurrection and the life. We got to talk about Lazarus, and we got to talk about coming out of the grave, and uh, how, how God changes us and transforms us, and that the church has a responsibility to reach the people that, that walk in through the doors. It's not, it's not up to just you, but God has charged each and every one of us to have a responsibility to lift up each other, to help each other in this walk with Jesus, in this relationship with Jesus. So if you boiled everything down, if you said it in a sentence, what is the I Am series about? It's about your relationship with Jesus Christ. Because it's your responsibility to have that relationship. And today we're going to examine the statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life, taken from John chapter 14. So to understand the importance of this scripture is to understand the importance of the word of God. So we got to look at some preceding scriptures, and we're going to go all the way back to Psalms chapter 119, verse 160. And it says, all your words are true. All your righteous laws are eternal. This, is, this scripture is saying that your words are true. Not my words, but the words of God, the words of Jesus are true. But it's also saying that God is eternal. So how do we come to the conclusion about this? So i got to break this down a little bit. So I'm going to go a little bit slower here in the beginning, but then I'll get excited. and I don't know. <laughs> um, but let's break down this, this scripture. And so the way we do this is when you look here and it says, your laws are eternal. So the laws are in God's word, right? They're in the Bible. His word is eternal. Um, let's break down this next scripture, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, and then we're going to go to verse 14. So in John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word is eternal. The word is God. Because last week, we looked at Revelations, and we see that, um, we see that picture in uh, Revelations, I believe it was chapter 1 that we were looking at, and uh, I think it was like 12 through 18. And, it, and it, the voice of God speaking, and then we see Jesus puts his hand on John, the revelator, as he falls down and uh, begins to say, I was the one who died, and now I live again. I believe it's Revelations chapter 1. Uh, hopefully I got that right. Did I get it right, Cindy? <laughs> Uh, putting them on the spot. <laughs> Wait, I changed the names to protect the innocent. <laughs> All right, um, John, uh, so here we go. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the Word is eternal, the Word is God. The same was in the beginning with God. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that 
has been made. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of all mankind. So we've looked. Who was the light of the world? Jesus. Yes, it was Jesus. And so Jesus is the light of the world. And this, this passage of scripture is talking about Jesus. The book of John is about Jesus and the things that happened surrounding him. And so in him was the life was the light of all mankind. We see the light of the world. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The darkness cannot overcome light. This is one thing that I absolutely love, is, you know, sometimes we are surrounded by darkness. And the reason why we get surrounded by darkness is because we haven't flipped the switches. Notice, whenever I came down, when I came down to my basement this morning, these fluorescent light bulbs have to, like, warm up. And so if I don't turn the light switch on, early enough, it takes forever before there's light in the basement. And um, so darkness only has its power when there is no light. When I flip that switch, darkness has to flee. The same is true in my life. When I flip that relationship with Jesus, darkness has to flee. Things have to be moved in my life whenever I have that relationship with Jesus Christ. And so the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it because the darkness can't overcome it. The darkness couldn't overcome Jesus. It couldn't overcome what he was trying to do in the world. It couldn't stop it. And the same thing is true in your life. When you flip that switch with your relationship with God, things begin to take place. Things begin to, ch begin to happen. So let's uh, look at verse 14, and it says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Talking about Jesus today and our relationship that we need to have with him. So we're going to jump into John chapter 14. And this series, I've been kind of taking each chapter and breaking down. And this is nothing different today. We're going to do that. Starting with verse 1, it says, Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. If you hear my dogs, it's okay. They're not dying. They're fine. They're just locked in the bedroom. <laughs> in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. You know the way to where I am going. So this is the perfect setup. So Jesus, I love it when, when there is an opportunity for me to tell a joke or to, like, say something that, um, that is generally it's stupid, but to say something <laughs> that's funny. Like, I like the setup, like, just said that. Here it comes. There was a, there's a story. So um, there's a story to that. So you know, like that. It takes one to know one. Come back that like is older than the hills. Maybe not older than the hills. But I was at work one day, and I remember uh, this nurse said something to me. And for like five minutes, like I just sat there. I had not, no comeback. She goes, walking around the desk, and I go, takes one to know one. 
like it was probably, it was between three and five minutes later that I said this. <laughs> and she goes, huh? She didn't get it, but you know what? So like, <laughs> I still said it. Like it was the setup that mattered, <laughs> but it took me forever to realize. So sometimes when it comes to those quick comebacks, I just, I don't always get them nailed down to the right timeline. Like normally when you use that, you should do it pretty quickly after the person says it. <laughs> Takes one to no one. Um, <laughs> but so that wasn't the perfect setup, but Jesus had the perfect setup when he said this, you know the way to where I am going. Jesus didn't mess around with his words. They had purpose. In this case, the purpose was to get them to ask a question. In verse 5, Lord, Thomas said, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? He had to ask the question. Somebody's out there. You know what? How many of you have had the question sometimes? You see the way, but you're like, I don't get the way. I see your will, God, but I don't understand your will, God. Um, I see what you're trying to do in my life, but I don't necessarily understand it. The purpose of this question and through this series has been, I hope that you will ask the question, what do I have to do to have a deeper relationship with God? Because let's be honest, if you were to tell me right now that you, your relationship with God was perfect, I would call you a liar because my relationship with God is not perfect. And I don't believe that any person's relationship with God is perfect because we all make mistakes, right? I make mistakes on a daily basis. Um, uh, we had a, a friend come over from our neighborhood and was helping with a, a fence that I was trying to build. And, you know, I was like getting ready to put a panel up. And I said, if this doesn't fit, I'm going to get really mad. I said, you've never seen me mad before, but... <laughs> I'll get mad. <laughs> he later asked my wife, he's like, does he get mad? She's like, no. And I was like, Rochelle, you're a liar. <laughs> I do too get mad. We are human. We make mistakes. We, we sometimes fall, but I can come to God in repentance. I can grow deeper in my relationship. We all have a responsibility to grow in our relationship with him, to grow closer to him. And how do we do that? We do that through prayer, through reading his word. Remember, he's the good shepherd. So when he calls us home, we have got to be familiar with that voice. So in verse 6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Jesus made a bold proclamation here that many people miss. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. When you have a relationship with me, you have a relationship with the Father. So Jesus is the only way to salvation. So let's get some things straight. So the previous statements that we've, we've examined are powerful. And because we see that Jesus, the I am, is the only way. This one is one of the most powerful because he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you want to make it to heaven, you have to have a relationship with me. So let's look at verse 8 now. Lord said, Philip, show us the Father, and that's enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been among you all this time, and you do not know me, Philip? 
think that's really important, verse 9 right there, where it says, have I been among you all this time and you do not know me? He just asked to see the Father. And he's like, you, you don't know me. You've been with me all this time and you don't know me? How many times have we spent time with God but don't really know him? We have a relationship with him, but we don't really know him. We profess to be a Christian, but we don't really know him or the power that is in that name of Jesus. When I talk about going deeper in our relationship with God, I don't mean just starting your relationship, but taking it from where you are at right now and taking it to a place it's never been before. I actually wrote this in my, mess, my notes. I, I pulled up my notes yesterday and did some editing because I felt convicted about what I'm about to preach in going deeper in our relationship with God. Ask yourself, when was the last time I got lost in the presence of God? And yesterday, as we were practicing our song, trying to nail it and get it just perfect, and as you can see today, we probably messed up a little bit. All of a sudden, the presence of God swept into this place, and we just began to get lost in his presence. I had just wrote in my notes that I am at fault for not going deeper in my relationship with God. So when I say this, I mean it. We can all get sidetracked. We can all get pulled away. But remember, the purpose is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. In verse 10, it says, Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who lives in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. So remember the words that Jesus said. They always had a purpose. So I didn't put this on the slide when I said, check out these scriptures. So I'm going to take you to another set of scriptures that is not that wasn't uh, in the announcement of scriptures. So this is just a freebie because yesterday I was like, I got to put that in my notes. Matthew chapter 16, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea in Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Who do people say that I am? And they replied, some say you're John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But he asked them, who do you say that I am? Now, there is something that's very powerful in this scripture. Because, because when Peter here gets the revelation, he goes, you are the Messiah, the son of the living. You are the Messiah. You're the one that's come. You are Christ, you're Jesus Christ, you're the son, you're the, you are the living God. He gets excited and he prophesies this and Jesus responded, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell 
will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he gave the disciples orders to tell no one that he was the Messiah. Let's keep it a secret. Don't tell them what I am. Let them see for themselves. And so we see this throughout John. In the book of John, we see this unfolding where he's giving them the opportunity to have the realization just like Simon Peter had. And you know who Peter is? Peter's that cool guy in Acts who got up and preached on the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost is coming up here in two Sundays. May 31st is the day of Pentecost. 50 days after Easter, we're going to have Throwdown Church because I just looked ahead at my notes and which message it is that I'm going to be preaching. And uh, I'm totally not going to tell you right now because it would give it away and I'm super excited to preach it. But it's going to be, it's an exciting message. But in two weeks, we have the day of Pentecost coming. And that's the celebration of the birth of the church. Peter got up that day and he, re- he preached in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then he went further and said, for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I'm a far off. I'm a person that that was way out there. I wasn't one of the chosen people, but because of the grace of God today, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I have a relationship with him, and I'm so thankful for that relationship. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatsoever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Look at this, what's about to happen next in this set of scriptures. This gives a lot of reason to why Peter preached what he preached in Acts chapter 2. It says, verse 12, truly I tell you that one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And he will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask anything in the name, that name is Jesus Christ. Uh, Why do we baptize in Jesus' name? Because that's what Jesus' word says right here. He says, do everything in my name. Everything in the word and deed. Do everything in my name. I'm so thankful for the name of Jesus because of that name. I can bind the enemies of hell. I can bind those things. I can make darkness flee with the name of Jesus. Verse 15 says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. That's powerful. But then Jesus begins to talk about a comforter that would come. This is what Peter preached on the day of Pentecost when he said, and you shall, be, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You see, all of this has purpose in his building and giving us purpose for our relationship with Jesus Christ. How do we have a relationship with God? How do I go deeper in my relationship? The most important thing that you can do to have a closer walk with God is pray. Turn on some music and get lost in his presence. Set aside time that is just between you and God to have communication, to talk, and to pray. 
you'll get familiar with the voice. You may not hear an audible voice, but you'll get familiar because you'll begin to read his word. And all of a sudden, the spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. So verse 16 says, and I will ask the father and he will give you another counselor, comforter to be with you forever. He is the spirit of truth. The word is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him. Who's he talking about here? What is Jesus talking about? But you don't know him because he remains with you and will be in you. So look at the final part of that, 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 that verse. Because he remains with you and will be in you. Jesus is talking about his spirit. It's with you right now. He's talking to the disciples. It's with you right now, but it's going to make a transition from being with you to being within you. That is the purpose of the Spirit. That is the purpose of the Holy Spirit and to have that in our lives just like it talked about in, in the book of Acts. So he will never leave us nor forsake us. Uh, these words will give you comfort in the darkest times of your life. I can tell you because there has been times when I was stuck in depression. I didn't want to get out of bed. My anxiety, and I don't know why, like I don't... I don't want to claim like, oh, I've got anxiety, but I'll tell you what, there are some days that my anxiety like goes through the roof and <laughs> I, I get a little crazy. <laughs> I'll be walking around the house and my wife probably doesn't even recognize this yet, but I recognized it the other day. I, I, I went, whew. that's my anxiety sigh. I just realized that the other day. Like, Never, never occurred to me before, but there's this thing that I do when I have anxiety. And the more that I recognize those things, the more that I begin to look at that, I begin to realize it's because I'm relying on my own strength. I'm relying on my own will. But when I put my, my trust in God, when I put my, my life in his hands and he begins to shape me and mold me and put me into the place where he wants me to go, all of a sudden that begins to be lifted in my life. So I can tell you if you've got some darkness in your life, you need to flip that switch of your relationship with him and take it to another level a place that it's never been in verse 18 of chapter 14 in John it says I will not leave you as orphans I am coming to you in a little while the world will no longer see me but you will see me because I live you will live too on that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. We only see the one, the one, uh, the one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. I also will love him and reveal myself to him. We must have a relationship with him. Judas jumps in and says to him, not Judas Iscariot, but another Judas says to him, Lord, how is it you're going to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Have you listened to the words coming out of my mouth? You know, we don't see Jesus like the thoughts of Jesus, but I feel like, you know, like I have... Have you ever made that post on Facebook? You're trying to sell something. You've got the price. You've got where it is and all that. And someone's like, how much is it? 
And you're like, it's in the description. Where is it located? Also in the description. Sometimes I feel like Jesus would probably be like, I'm trying here. But guys, listen to the words coming out of my mouth. (laughs) But we've all been there sometimes. We get confused. God's will is above our ways. They knew him, but there was something coming that was going to change them. That outpouring of the Holy Ghost in Acts was in direct relationship to the promise that Jesus was making in this passage. He's like, hold on. Jesus answered, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him, and I will come to him and make our home with him. The one who doesn't love me will not keep my words. The word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have spoken these things to you while I remain with you. But the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have told you. And then they left that place. Think about this for a moment. That last scripture in John 14. And they left this place. In John chapter, and and I'm sorry, I missed one scripture that I do want to read. And I'm closing here. When you're going through your pain, remember this. Peace I leave with you. Peace, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Let your hearts, don't let your hearts be troubled or fearful. We are surrounded by fear. We are surrounded by people putting out information every single day, and we are in information overload. We're trying to gather who's right and who's wrong and all these different things, and we're juggling And we're trying to decipher because we're trying to hear a voice that brings us comfort. The only voice that brings comfort is the voice of Jesus. And he made a way of escape for the church. And the only way of escape is through relationship with him. And so I challenge you today. Is it where you want it to be? Are you satisfied with your relationship with him? Is it where you want it to be? Or can you take it to another place? Because it's truly up to you to make that decision to go deeper in him. I can tell you I've seen God move in my life. I've seen him change me. But I've seen him change others. I can tell you stories of my life. I can tell you the things that I've gone through and the things that that I currently go through. But I can tell you the only one that has ever helped me more than anything else is is Jesus Christ. He is the answer for the world today. He is the answer for your life today. He is the way, the truth, and the life. You can't get You can't have a relationship except for a relationship with Jesus Christ. You have got to go deeper in him. Won't you at this time just take a moment to evaluate your relationship with him?
Do you want to go deeper in him? Do you want to take your relationship to a place that it's never been? Walking around oh, Jesus. God, I pray for every single person that's heard this or that will hear this. God, I pray that you would begin to sweep across this place, God. God, that your presence would sweep into this home and to every home that hears this. God, that you would move in a mighty way right now, God. God, I worship you and magnify you. Why don't you just take a moment and surrender your life to him again? God, I surrender my life to you. Oh, Jesus. God, I worship you. Hallelujah. Promise still stands. As this song plays, take some time to pray and grow closer to him.